Alright, everybody, welcome back to Crypto Natural, uh, your favorite podcast for talking about UFOs, cryptids, myths, and legends from all around the world. I am your co-host, Jake, and I am joined by my wonderful brother. Hi, I'm Tristan. Alright, buddy, you're in charge of this week's awesome subject, so lay it on me. What are you going to blow my mind with today? Alright, today, today's uh, cryptid uh, legend comes from the uh, Philippines, uh, northern Philippines mostly, and uh, I've actually learned about this years ago. Uh, please be gentle with my pronunciation. It is the Manangal. It is uh, it's a weird, creepy creature. It's really cool. Um, so the word Manangal uh, comes from the... Klingon word uh, that means to separate. Now, just on first impressions, what does that say to you? Uh, it sounded like you just said it came from the Klingon word. Uh, was I not correct in saying Klingon? I thought I read Klingon. <laughs> I was like, seriously, they named something after Star Trek? That's awesome. I don't know. That That's... Well, let me... No, don't don't change. Please. Don't don't even correct yourself. I'm happy with it. I I'm a huge Star Trek nerd, so. Okay, I I'm sorry. I wrote that down wrong. That's definitely not supposed to be Klingon, but that's it's a beautiful fuck up right there. Uh, let me see if I can't find the actual language uh, that the uh, thing comes from. Doop 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 do. I can't fucking find it. So, uh... Wait. Well, I guess we'll just run with Klingon. Tag, tag along, not Klingon. Oh, Tagalog, which is the native language in the Philippines. Yes, it comes, it comes from the Tagalog word, uh, Tangal, which means to remove or to separate. So, uh, what's your, uh, basic impression on, uh, that word for this cryptid? Uh, I'm gonna go with it's definitely something that, like, eviscerates. So it's it's probably more than anything, probably like a clawed, uh, monstrous creature. That's pretty close. So the Manangal is a uh, Filipino legend that comes, uh, that comes from mostly, uh, where is it? Uh, mostly Visayan uh, folklore, um, and it also comes from the uh, Aswangs. I apologize for that pronunciation. That was horrible. Um, it is a uh, humanoid creature. Creature During the day, it is human, and once the moon rises, it separates its torso from its legs and sprouts wings. That is absolutely terrifying i know uh there's a couple pictures here that some people have drawn um and usually they're depicted as uh most of the time they're women and they feed on blood and uh <laughs> they have so the legend goes that the monongal will come out in the night flying um it is often depicted with entrails coming out the bottom of their torso uh they have long skinny clawed uh hands 
uh, bat-like wings and deformed faces. They will go to, uh, most legends say they go to, uh, grooms-to-be, um, and pregnant women to feed on the groom's blood or the unborn baby in the woman's womb. That's terrifying. Like, okay, so that that actually kind of sounds familiar. I want to say that they did something along the same lines in the TV show Grimm. I don't know if you ever watched that. I did not, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did do something similar. That's pretty, uh, it's pretty creepy though. Like, another reason why I am glad that I can't have children. Anymore. Anymore, yeah. If you guys did not know that I, I am apparently able to birth children. Yeah. So, basically, uh, what I could find is the reason why it would go after, um, uh, unborn children or, uh, Grooms is because a lot of the legends depict the Monongal as a sort of uh, woman that has been left at the altar or something like that that transformed them into this beast. And uh, so they would go after grooms. And some legends would say that they were pregnant women that lost their child um, prematurely and through being distraught became this monster. So, kind of what you're describing to me just kind of sounds a lot like a uh, like a Filipino vampire. Yes, and I was actually going to bring that up. Um, a lot of people describe it to be vampire-esque, where they, uh, they are afraid of uh, garlic, afraid of salt, afraid of holy water. Um, they've also been known to avoid daggers. Light, vinegar, spices, and the tail of a stingray, which can be fashioned into a whip. Well, all I have to say to that is, uh, rest in peace, C. Berwin. I, uh, I didn't realize you were vampire-esque. Yeah, I guess stingray tails are more for humans than we'd expect. Um, but, uh, one of the main ways to, uh, kill or dispatch of the Monongal is that when it uh, separates its torso from its legs, it pretty much just leaves the legs standing wherever the fuck they transformed at. So if you just take salt and sprinkle salt on the top of the legs, the Monongal can't reset, uh, what's it called? Refuse itself uh, back together into a regular person and it will die when the sun comes up. So, uh, for everybody listening, if you decide to take a trip down to the Philippines, please have pockets full of salt and take pictures. Just carry salt anywhere you go. Um, they're also known to be uh, to be found in the neighboring nations of Indonesia and Malaysia. Um, and there have been a lot of Monongal stories, uh, such as sightings. Uh, legends, uh, the legend actually, uh, if I was reading right, the legend, uh, has actually evolved, uh, a lot to where at the beginning of this legend, a lot of the elderly folk, uh, in the Philippines say that when they were kids, the legend didn't used to have wings. They would just float around with entrails 
coming off behind him. That's, uh, that's intense. Like, if you see that coming at you at night, like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, run, just run. If I saw something like that, I'd run. I'd be like, uh, no, I'd be weighed down by the amount of pee in my pants. Oh, yeah, I would be soaking wet, uh, crying if that fucking thing was chasing me. Just, just dying before I was even dead. <laughs> I'd die from heart failure before the thing got within 30 feet of me. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, you'd see it in the horizon go, uh, 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 dead. Um, but, uh, there have been a lot of historical accounts, uh, of the Monongal, which, uh, there's a poem, or not a poem, but a description here, uh, that I'm gonna read to you from, uh, F.R. Julian de Plancencia, uh, Customs of the Tagalongs, uh, 1589. Uh, the seventh was called Mantatangal, and his purpose was to show himself at night to many persons, without his head or entrails, in such wise the devil walked and about and carried, or pretended to carry, his head to different places, and in the morning returned to his body, remaining, as before, alive. This seems to me to be a fable, although the natives affirm that they have seen it, because the devil probably caused them so to believe. This occurred in Catanduans. Hmm. So, 500 years ago, we had a written account of uh, of a Monongal. Once again, let me just throw this out there. We need to put a disclaimer at the beginning. We are really sorry about mispronunciations. I was just about to bring that up. Uh, I tried so hard to get pronunciations on all these words uh, ready, but it was tough to figure out uh, the Filipino language the the specific dialect that they have is very specific in their accent and so it's really hard to find a a a right pronunciation oh yeah like one of my favorite comedians is uh filipino and like he makes fun of his mom well not really makes fun of her but he talks about his mom and he'll just like start speaking in filipino and stuff and it's funny like it's like there's no way i could ever learn that language yeah yeah, it's it's a tough tough language. Um so, I'm actually going to tell you a little story about how I learned about the Monongal, which is a little fucky, um to say the least. So this was when I was in what 6th grade, we had a uh, foreign uh teacher from the Philippines. And one day in class, I don't know why, she told us this story from the Philippines to help kind of connect with the kids. Uh, she told of this she told us this story that her grandma would tell her about the Monongal. And so that's how I came to learn about it. And let me tell you, as a six-year-old learning this language, this creature has stuck with me for a long time. So you were six years old? Sixth grade. <laughs> I know the second time you said six-year-old. Oh, did I? Yeah, I mean, I know we're gifted in this family, but come on, that's that's kind of pushing it, bud. I'm sorry. I 
I got that good, good, tired brain today, but I'm still decent. Um, but yeah, the Monongal is a very interesting creature just to look at the concept of it. I'm looking at a picture right now, um, and it just, it looks, uh, horrid. Scary as all get out. Send, send me a picture real quick. I want to see this thing without actually, you know, looking it up since... You know, this is your cryptid of the week. The picture I'm looking at right now is uh, the picture they have on the Wikipedia page for these things. And it just, it looks weird. Um, very much so uh, s- scary. It's, f- it's fucking scary. So this creature is scary. It It looks scary. The concept of it is very, very horrifying. Yeah, just the way you've described it so far, I would be I would be absolutely mortified. Like talking about the things that we talk about, especially when it comes to other countries, there's some I've looked at where I'm like, uh I am never going to that country, that country, that country, that country. I'm gonna stay in my safe little hole. Yeah. Yeah, no, I it uh I was doing research for this, and there was a lot of eyewitness accounts, and one of them was actually uh, a lady that was saying that in her early 20s, uh, she was walking down the street at night and heard a uh, uh, flapping or a attacking, I guess, uh, like a tick-tick um, of wings, and it was uh, – she, she looked around didn't see anything walked kept on walking and then as she was walking she heard a deathly screech turned around to see this fucking face flying at her razor sharp teeth and a sort of like a almost like a tube for a tongue coming out at her and she said she fainted and when she woke up the next morning uh, on the sidewalk in the middle of town, uh, she said that for the next couple nights, she heard this tick ticking right outside of her window. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of sounds like it followed her. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of the tick ticking, uh, the Monongals, uh, also have a, um, a nickname to them, uh, the Tick Tick, I think, is is what the name is. Um, and it uh, one of their things that they they stress very much is that these uh, these Tick Ticks, uh, these Monongols, would whenever you would hear the flapping of their wings, the closer they were to you, the farther away they sounded. To throw off their prey. Yeah, no. Run. Don't stop running. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I... Uh-huh. If it sounds further away, just run faster. Run as, run as fast as you fucking can from these flying sons of bitches. They're, uh... They're very much... Uh, hunters of the night... And another thing is, is I, I'm pretty sure it's pretty apparent. 
Um, but during the day, they look like normal people. And so you'd be walking down the street and you'd pass one of these things and you wouldn't even know it. So do they, does it ever say if the, the person who, who is a Monongal, do they have control of themselves? Do they know that's what they are? Or is it, they transform and it's just pure bloodthirsty? So what I read was almost vampires. Uh, some stories would say they would have control over it. Other stories would say pretty much kind of like a werewolf to where they don't know they're a werewolf, but they change or uh, kind of like vampires where, you know, they don't really have control over themselves, but they kind of do a little bit. It's uh, it changes from story to story, but yeah, I'm out well, on that. Like there's nope, not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's pretty much all I got on there. There's not uh, too much lore on it. There's there's a lot of stories, but a lot of the stories are pretty much the same. I heard the tick-ticking of the wee, of the leaves, and it... Uh, you know, I heard the tick-ticking of, of the wings. I keep on saying leaves. Uh, of the wings, looked out at the sky, saw one of these things flying, and that was it, you know? There's not too many mm -hmm. horror, horror stories. So there, there's all I got for this one pretty much right now as, as it is. All right. Well, then we'll, uh, we'll move into a nice little segment that I'm going to call uh, Jake's Terrifying Corner. So I'm going to hit you with something that I, I have found that... Uh, really just gives me the creeps and it's just one of those things that I personally am too much of a wuss to even uh, try myself but I'm, I'm assuming you've heard of gloomy Sunday right okay so can I real quick before we uh, before we get into this can I suggest the name Jake's crying corner no I'm not oh. gonna cry I'm not going to cry. I'm just going to piss myself. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. So gloomy, uh, okay. gloomy Sunday. I, uh, yes, I do know this. Okay. So gloomy Sunday came out. Uh, oh, what was it? 1933. So it was uh, a song uh, from a Hungarian pianist. I can't pronounce his name. So. But this song has been linked to hundreds of deaths and suicides. Um, the composer himself uh, committed suicide. Um, like a few of the singers have committed suicide. Um, that's what the song is actually about. It's about uh, the protagonist of the song wants to commit suicide following his lover's death. And so... So there's been there's been stories of uh, a girl uh, was found having committed suicide. She had the sheet music in her hand. Uh, there's been uh, suicides where someone wrote "Gloomy Sunday" in their own blood, and so d apparently just listening to this song drive will drive you to commit suicide. But it's been said that just hearing the music, not the lyrics or anything just an instrumental 
music will cause you to fall asleep and have extremely vivid and just horrible nightmares. So I've actually, I heard about this a little while ago and I've actually listened to it. Um, and it is a very weird, it is a, it's one of those songs to where you almost listen to it once and then it just gets stuck in your head. Not because it's catchy, but because of how haunting it is. Um, like I can pretty much still remember the melody of the, the piano in it. And, uh. It it, it kind of lives up to its name of being a very dreadful sort of uh, composition. And so, I mean, apparently you haven't killed yourself, but did it affect you in any other way? Because, like, to me, it was like, I don't know if I really want to try it because of the stories and everything that that's behind it. I'm like, I'm curious, but I'm not that curious. Yeah, no, it didn't. I mean, it was somber, and it kind of, you know, it makes you feel somber like most somber songs do, but uh, not really too sad. It didn't really do much in that regard of, you know, suicide or, you know, suicidal thoughts, but uh, nah, it, it it was rough to listen to, you know, just... It was a very sad song. It, you could feel the the dread in it, in the composition of it. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was curious about it, but I didn't... I'm like, I don't want to even chance it, because just stuff is just... You never know, you know? And I'm like, uh... We're not saying people go listen to this song. We're just saying... Hey, if you come across it, you know, be warned that it says this song has a long history. Yeah, and, you know, um, just a little PSA. uh, If you're listening to this and you are having suicidal thoughts or feelings, seek professional help immediately. Just seek help. Yes. Just seek help, period. Yes. Talk to someone. Reach Uh, out to someone. Reach out to us. We're on Twitter. Oh yeah, definitely. Reach out. We'll we'll happily, happily I mean, talk. Pro- professional we'll help you through whatever it is you're going through. P- professional help would uh, do you a lot better than us. Um, I just wanted to put that little disclaimer in there. You know, even if you're stressed or stuff like that, you know, uh, counseling is a magical tool. So. Um, all right, guys. Well, it's been a lot of fun. We learned about a terrifying vampiric creature from the Philippines. Uh, if you happen to make your way down there and come across anything like that, please take pictures and please send it to us. Yep. Our social for this one is, uh, what was it? Twitter is uh, CryptoNatural1 on Twitter. Um. I don't know if you made an Instagram for it yet. Uh, no, I have not. Uh, I will eventually get around to it, I promise you. Um, but also, don't forget to check out Paranormal Bros. We just put out episode two, uh, where we talk about the Montana State Prison. We've also done the Winchester House. And we have episode three coming out soon. So, go on to the Twitter for that, which is, uh, Tristan... 
The Twitter for uh, Paranormal Bros is at Bros. Pair underscore a underscore bros. Um, and then the Instagram for that is uh, P-O-N-B dash pod. Uh, and uh, we, we'd love to hear from you uh, on anything you have. Uh, the next episode of Paranormal Bros will be coming out Friday, the Friday after this one. So, you know, go give that a listen uh, when that drops. Um, I think that's uh, about it for this one. All right, guys. Keep a lookout. Hit us up on our socials, and we will see you next week when it's uh, it's my turn. And I think I've got a good one coming. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and, uh, well, cue the theme music. Mm-hmm.